Welcome to today's episode of the Normalized Surrogacy Podcast by Surrogacy Mentor. I'm your host, Carrie Flamer-Powell, experienced gestational surrogate, surrogacy agency founder, and owner of Surrogacy Mentor, where our aim is to help surrogates match with reputable surrogacy agencies for a safe, ethical, and enjoyable surrogacy journey. So today we have a really unique and special guest, and it's a first for the podcast. We are calling this episode, The Kids Are All Right, and we are going to talk to the child, the daughter of a three-time surrogate to get the inside scoop from her viewpoint about watching her mom go through three surrogacy journeys to have babies for other people. So welcome to Surrogacy Mentors Intake Manager, Marielle, and her 10-year-old daughter, Mia. Thank you. Nice to have you, Mia. Nice to have you, too. Thank you. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a bio, and then we're going to jump into some questions, okay? Okay. Awesome. So Marielle has completed three surrogacy journeys. She delivered one set of twins and two singletons for three separate sets of intended parents spanning three countries. She is a mom to two young kiddos of her own, ages 10 and 8. And again, today we are speaking with her 10-year-old daughter, Mia, who watched her mom go through all three surrogacy journeys. We always say that surrogacy involves the entire family, and today we get a peek inside the world of a surrogate's child. So this is really cool. What do you think about being on the podcast today? I mean, it's fun. Is it fun? Is it your first ever podcast interview? Yeah. Awesome. You're officially a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) So just before we get started into all my questions, tell me just a little bit about you. Like, we know you're 10. Um, You don't have to tell us like the name of your school or anything, but just like what grade are you in and what are some of your hobbies? I'm in fourth grade and I like playing soccer. My favorite subject is English, but my highest grade is math. Oh, wow. That's cool. Most people's lowest grade is math. So that's I know she definitely didn't get that from me. (laughs) That's great. Okay, cool. So fourth grade. So how old, do you know how old you were when your mom did her very first surrogacy? I think it was like around four. Four. Okay. So that's pretty young. So do you remember anything at all about that pregnancy? Um, no. (laughs) Not too much. Yeah. So that's pretty young. Um, so do you remember, um, when your first memory or conversation with your mom was about her being pregnant, but it wasn't going to be a baby that stayed home with you guys? Yeah. How old do you think you were when that happened? Probably like five or six. Okay. So um, tell me a little bit about that. Did you have any feelings when your mom told you like, hey, I'm pregnant and there's a baby in my belly, but this is not a sibling of yours? No, because like, I don't know. We just lived in a household where like, things like that didn't really happen. Like she Mm -hmm. wasn't just usually going to say, oh, I'm pregnant. So I didn't really expect any feelings from it. Yeah. So did you, because you have a little brother, right? Yeah. Okay. So you knew when your mom had 
I mean, you were still really little when he was born, but you knew, okay, when mom has a baby, it gets to stay home with us. And that's my brother or sister. So did you think it was weird or cool or sad or anything when your mom said, Hey, this baby that I'm pregnant with or babies that I'm pregnant with, um, are going to be going to their parents, not staying home with us. I mean, at first when she told me it was kind of weird, but then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like they need to make a family somehow, even if right. they didn't have it biologically. Right. Do you remember the parents that um, she carried for? Yeah. And were they two dads? Was it a mom and a dad? What What, what were they? Um, from what I remember, I think they were two dads. Two dads. Okay. And Marielle, was that two dads from France, right? Yep. Um, we were lucky enough, um, to be able to meet them, um, before we even had our embryo transfer. Um, Mm -hmm. and so they came down to visit. And so we kind of all met each other then, which I think helped, um, when it came to explaining that we were having these babies for them and they could kind of put a face um to the parents and um they were very good about wanting our kids involved in the process and so um whenever we would Skype they would um talk with them as well and send little things for them um and they came to visit a lot um during my pregnancy and so um the kids were able to really kind of interact with them so I think um for the first one they remember that doesn't surprise me um just based on her age and just interactions with them um they were the most we were able to be uh, more involved just kind of as a whole with them um, because they were able to come a lot more frequently than, um, than the others. So I think that makes, that would make sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I know that we know all of these things, but just for our listeners who might not understand. So the surrogates that we work with and that the um, surrogacy agencies in the USA work with are in the USA. So when you say they came to visit a lot, they came from France to the United States to visit, which is not usual, right? That people that live internationally get the opportunity to come visit a lot. Yes. Yes. We got very lucky that one of the intended dads actually worked for an airline. And mm. so they came a ton. They were they were here so much. It was amazing. Um I always laugh that we actually got to interact with them more in person than my domestic intended parents who lived a state and a couple hours drive away, um, but we mm-hmm. saw them way more frequently. So it was amazing that they were able to um, be as involved during the pregnancy um, as they were. But it's definitely atypical, I think, for them to be able to do that. So we got very lucky with with that. That's really cool. So Mia, do you remember, um, first of all, you come from a household where you have a mom and a dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what we would consider a traditional uh, family unit. So what did you think when your mom said that she was going to be carrying a baby for two dads? Um, I don't know. It just felt like different because most people I knew just had like a traditional family. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just kind of confused with them. Like she explained it and I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so this was not only like your first introduction to surrogacy because you were really little the first time your mom did it, but it was your first introduction to different types of families, right? Yeah. So what do you think now about your mom having helped two different sets of dads have babies? 
I mean, I just think it's really awesome because without her, they wouldn't be able to grow a family. So it's just really important to me and what we think. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Do you remember having like um, video chats or visits with the dads from France? Yeah, because like we just hang out with them a lot. And like, because obviously she was carrying their soon to be child, like they mm-hmm. wanted to see her. Right. That's really cool. Okay. So that was the first set of dads, and you were like five or six. And then the second set of dads, there was another set of dads that your mom carried for, and they were in Israel, right? Yeah. And do you remember how old you were when your mom did that pregnancy? I think it was like seven or eight. Okay. And what did you think about those dads and that experience? Yeah, it was good. We were also really close with them too. Like they would come visit sometimes, like they would buy us stuff and whatever. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't that surprised because she was carrying for two dads, um, the last time. So it wasn't that different from what we've done before. Right. Yeah. So I guess I should back up and ask you, what did you think when your mom said, Hey, I'm going to do this a third time. I'm going to be pregnant again. And I'm going to have, um, babies for another family. I mean, I didn't really care. It's like Mm -hmm. a cool thing to do, but like they're not coming home to the house. So it's like, go for it. Like it's not going (laughs) to affect me. (laughs) That's funny. I think we hear that a lot from um, surrogates kids. Like as long as I'm not getting another brother or sister, I'm, I'm cool. (laughs) Did you, did, what if she would have said this is going to be a brother or sister for you? Would you have been happy? I mean, depends on how old I was, but like having another kid in the house would just be kind of crazy. Yeah. I think that I'm the oldest child also. I think the oldest child thinks that a lot. Like, I think we have enough, no matter if there's one or four others. I think we have enough. (laughs) So I think that's really cool that you were able to experience your mom carrying for different types of families that not only were different as far as being two dads, but they were, they spoke different languages. They lived in different countries. Did you learn anything about their culture or the country that they live in that you didn't know before, whether it was Israel or France? Um, I mean, not really, because I don't think I really cared. <laughs> really? You were kind of at that age where you were like, ah. Eh. It's kind of my mom's thing and yeah, she's kind of, yeah, I get that. My daughter says the same thing. My daughter's just a little older than you, but she was really little when I did my surrogacy, but I think she would probably have similar answers. <laughs> um, so do any of your friends ever ask you about your mom being a surrogate? Yeah. Like some of the friends I knew when um, she was carrying for, um, the people um they knew that she was a surrogate so like or like some of my friends would ask like what's your mom's job and I would say like a surrogate they wouldn't understand like when I say like she carries babies for other people because like they just didn't understand Uh awkward to explain because they just didn't understand it interesting and so when you explained it um 
did they say, oh, cool? Or did they think it was weird? Or was it like a mixture of reactions? I mean, they just said, oh, cool. Like, they're not going to say, oh, that sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people might. Some, I mean, yeah. you know, some kids might be like, weird. I remember when my daughter was like, I don't know, six, I asked her some questions and I said, what do you think I do all day? What do you think my job is? And this is when I had a surrogacy agency, actually the agency that your mom did her journeys with two of them. Um, And she said, you go up into a big building and you watch babies all day. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't think kids quite understand how it all works, but that's interesting that you were able to explain it to some of your friends, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that was the first time they've ever heard of surrogacy. Yeah. And I think it, um, it was a little weird for some of her friends' moms, like I think in interactions with me, because Mia Mm -hmm. would talk about her little brother and, you know, they would be assuming they saw me pregnant. Um, and now I don't have a baby. They like, didn't know how to broach that. They, you know, think the worst if, you know, not when people um, see a pregnant person, they don't assume that that baby is not going home with you. And so um, I've had some interesting conversations with her friends, moms, just based on them kind of tiptoeing around asking about the pregnancy or where the baby is or things like that. Mia has set a couple uh, straight on that, like, oh no, she was just a surrogate. And I think it's funny when I hear her talk about it, it's just so matter of fact, like, oh yeah, like, uh, her teacher one year was asking about, are you having a little brother or sister? And her response was, oh, my mom's just having a baby for two gay guys. It's okay. Like it, just, like, it was just no big deal. And she just let it roll. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, cat's out of the bag oh, now. It's just, I love that it, um, has just become so common that it's like not even weird for her to say she just says it so casually um, and I think that's it's pretty awesome that she just doesn't even think about it like that <laughs> yeah I think it's it's good that kids are able to have no filter when it comes to those things right and just they accept it for what it is and there's not judgment around it which is great and when you said that, it reminded me of my daughter. We, I remember we were, we'd always get like in the grocery store, we'd always get, oh, you're going to have a baby brother or sister soon. Cause you know, I was like big and pregnant. And I remember my daughter saying, it's not for us. It's for the moms. Cause I carried for two women. It's for the mommies. And they're like looking at me, looking at her, and then like a nervous laughter. And then no, they wouldn't say anything else. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's funny. So Mia, do you think that your mom having done surrogacy has been a positive for your family? Yeah, because it makes her really happy. And I feel like she just feels good after doing it. And she's obviously my mom. So it's really important for her to be happy for the rest of us to be happy. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good uh I think that should be in a frame in every household. If the mom is happy, everyone's happy. I agree. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and so when it comes to different types of families, you've played a really cool part, Mia, in being a support person for your mom. And did you ever help her with her medications? I know some kids help their mom give shots. Did you ever do any of that? Yeah. And what did you think of that? I mean, it was cool because, like, I want to be a doctor when I'm older, so. Oh, very cool. So you've already had practice with injections. 
Mm-hmm. That's got to at least be like one test in med school that you'll pass already, right? <laughs> and I think you'll also probably have a head start in the subject of assisted reproduction or fertility and family building, right? Yeah. You probably know a little bit more than the average kid about all of that at this point in your life. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So what would you say, Mia, to kids that might be listening whose moms are going through surrogacy for the first time? Is there any advice you would give to them or any tips or pointers that you would say to them about the kid's perspective? Um, like your mom is going to be usually, or like whoever's going to be usually taking shots or something, medication, something, just don't be weirded out by it. Cause mm-hmm. like it's, they're going to be doing it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just not that big of a deal because they're just trying to build a family. It's not like they're killing your dog. It's like, don't <laughs> overreact about it. Right. No one's killing any dogs. We're just making babies. <laughs> I think that should be the new tagline for surrogacy. Agency. There we go. <laughs> We're not killing your dog. We're just trying to have babies around here. And then we'll quote Mia at the end of that. There you go. Seems like a good bumper sticker. <laughs> that is a good bumper sticker. I like it. Well, Mia, I think it's super cool that you've been able to watch your mom do all these cool things and you're still so young and you get to educate people about it as you grow up and as surrogacy becomes more common in our culture, you get to say, wow, my mom did that three times before I was even able to drive a car. And so I know all there is to know. And if you want any information, it's not like we're out here killing dogs. So (laughs) ask me. (laughs) Well, I just think you're super cool. And I think it's really awesome that you were able to talk with us and share your perspective. And I just thank you for your time. And I hope that when people have questions about surrogacy, that they get to, uh, chat with a kid about it because you've definitely seen the process from a very unique perspective. So Mm -hmm. thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me on this podcast. Absolutely. You're going to, like I said, you're a new celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. Your own bumper sticker. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks Marielle for letting your kid talk to us and share her experience with us unfiltered. And I think that's always the best way to chat with the kid is to just let them talk and whatever comes out, comes out. And yep, I think that's always the best way. So thank you very much. Both of you appreciate it. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Normalized Surrogacy Podcast by Surrogacy Mentor. Again, I'm your host, Carrie Flamer-Powell. I want to, again, thank Marielle and Mia for joining this chat today. And just remember, we're not killing dogs. We're just trying to have babies. Be sure to check us out online at surrogacymentor.com if you are interested in knowing whether surrogacy might be right for you. Take our easy two-minute quiz on the website. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to learn more about gestational surrogacy and how to have a safe, ethical, and enjoyable surrogacy journey. Talk to you next time.